So we are in the middle of talking about the Histalkos of the Alter Rebbe from the perspective of the Tzemach Tzedek. So it was on Erev, or could have been Meitzah Shabbos, Parsha Shmois, the Alter Rebbe wrote a note and gave it to Rav, to Harav Menachem Mendel, his grandson, telling him that you should hold it, hold on to this until the time comes when you're going to need it. And that note began with the, with the words, Nefesh Hashafela, the low, the lowly neshama, the lowly soul. And in it, the Altarebbe wrote that the main purpose of the neshamas coming down into this world, especially in these latter generations, is to perform mitzvahs in the Gashmias Dika world, specifically the mitzvahs of Tzedakah and Gemilas Chasadim, Acting kind to other Yidin, such as giving advice to another Yid in his uh, Gashmi's Dika needs. Fourteen years later, when his father in law, the Mittler Rebbe, was nostalgic and Rabbi Menachem Mendel refused to accept the Nasius, his uncle, Rabbi Chaim Avram, asked him, Don't you realize that this is the reason my father gave you the note before his own Istalkus? He was informing you that you are ultimately going to become the Rebbe. Now, during the final weeks before his establishment, one of the many things that the Alter Rebbe told Rebbe Nachem Mendel was that whoever holds on to my klamke, klamke means a. Anyone know what a klamke is? A klamke is a door handle. I will do him a favor in return in this world and in the world to come later. When the Tzemach Sadek would repeat these words, he would explain, what does that mean, holding on to the Rebbe's klamke, the door handle? And he explained it like this, holding on to my grandfather's door handle means having Avas Yisrael and helping another Yid, something for which we had Mesidus Nefesh. Now at that time, the Rebbe also gave a lot of information to his grandson about the community activity that he was involved with. Um, it's not known whether this information was just for him or whether it was meant to give it to his father-in-law, Harav Doiv Ber, who would later become the Middle Rebbe. Now, we know that Harav Doiv Ber was not in Piena at the time of the Alter Rebbe's Istalkus, since the Alter Rebbe sent him to Kremenchuk to help arrange housing for the whole family. After his Istalkus, the family didn't know where they should bury him because there was no Jewish cemetery in Piano or any of the nearby villages. But they remembered that after arriving in Piena, the Alter Rebbe said, in Hadich, I'm definitely going to be. Now at that time, they thought they meant that the Alter Rebbe is going to end up traveling to Hadich, but now that the Stalkos happened, they realized that the Alter Rebbe wanted to be buried in Hadich. However, the, it's a long and difficult journey from Piena to Hadich. Now at, this is at any time. But now it's the middle of the winter, it's freezing cold. Not to mention there's a war going on and it's illegal to transport dead bodies. But they wanted to, they wanted to listen to what the Alta Rebbe said and bring him to Hadich. However, there was one major problem. So, so the, the major problem was that it was mamish illegal. Like if you got caught transport, transporting a body, you can get in serious trouble because they were worried about diseases spreading. So they realized that they can't make a whole big funeral procession that they would normally make. So, so uh, it was decided that only three people would travel in the wagon with the Alter Rebbe's uh, goof on its final journey. 
That way you're not going to attract attention and all that stuff. And the three who were chosen for this task were two of his grandsons. So there was Hanav Menachem Mendel, that's a Machtarek, and Reb Menachem Nochem, who was the oldest son of the Mittler Rebbe. And they, they were accompanied. Now the problem is they don't know where they're going. They don't live in this area. So the son of the local Sheikhet, who was familiar with the roads, he went with them to show them where to go. And all three of them related many unbelievable miracles that happened along the way. Right, the most famous story is the with the with the wagon rising in the air because a, a chazer went or whatever a, tra- a tummy animal went underneath, and the wagon went in the air, so they had to chase with the animal, and then the wagon slowly lowered itself. Um, now, after they buried the Altareb in Hadich, so Harab Menachem Mendel decided he's going to settle in Hadich with his family, stay there, and this way he could be close to his grandfather's oil. Now. Realize at this time, it's not like the Mittler Rebbe even knew where he was going to live because there was, there was a war going on. So meanwhile, the Mittler Rebbe and most of the Alter Rebbe's family settled in Kremenchuk for the time being. Now, once again, he resolved, just like after his marriage, that he's going to not be supported by others, especially now that people were so much poorer than before and they didn't have money because of the war. So in order to support his growing family, um, because we know that we know that at least um, two of his sons and probably one of his daughters, or both, maybe both of his daughters were already born by then. So he went into a partnership with a chassid who was selling sacks to be used for storing grain and other items. Now, nine months later, when he moved to Lubavitch, he invested his money with the famous chassan and businessman, Rebzev Velenker. And he sent him money every month from this money that he invested. Anyways, to, to him, to the Tzemach Sedek, the nine months between moving to Hadich and settling in Lubavitch, they, they were like a very ruchniistic time for him. His grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, who, remember, already had his Estalkus, would appear to him almost every single day, sometimes in a daytime vision, sometimes in a dream at night. And at these times, he would reveal to him thoughts in Hasidus and Nigla, and he would answer all the questions of Harav Menachem Mendel. During one of these nightly visits, the Alter Rebbe learned a, a Gemara with him. He says, the Chachamim say that a son inherits his father, and a father inherits his son. When he finished his teaching, the Alter Rebbe said, the Chachamim tell us that a father is recognized in his daughter. That is your mother. And a mother is noticeable in her son. That is you. Basically, he was saying that the Tzamaq Sedek was going to continue the line of Rabbeim afterwards. Now, um, <coughs> now he understood this to mean that he was a direct continuation of his grandfather. So since the government had begun enforcing the law that everyone has to choose a last name, he didn't choose the last name of his father or name himself after his father. He chose the name Schneerson, son of Schneer, as his family name, right? The altar of his last name was Baruchovich. The middle of his last name was Schneuri. Schneuri. Shneuri means son of Shneur. It's like the Rambam in, in many places. So in English we say, really it's not English, but it's Maimonides, right? Yeah. 
Everyone knows, every guy in, in, in America knows Maimonides. But my, a lot of times I've seen it written in English books, instead of Maimonides, they'll say Maimoni, which means also the same thing, son of Maimon. So Shneuri means son of Shneur. Now, the, anyone know, by the way, what was the Tzemach Sadek's father's last name? Shneuri. Shalom Shachne, what was his last name? A very, it's a very hard name. I don't think anyone's going to get it. His last name, we'll get to it later in more detail. The Tzemach Tzedek's father's last name was Altshuler. That was a very old name. We'll get to that later. Anyways, so we're going to see. So, so he took the last name of the, of, of the of, meaning he took the last name. He named his last name after his grandfather. But we'll see later by accepting the Nasius that obviously it had a different uh, message as well. Now, a few months after the Alter Rebbe's Histalkos, the Mittler Rebbe decided that he's going to choose, he chose the town of Lubavitch to move to and making it the new center for Chabad. And after settling there, he requested that his son-in-law, Harav Menachem Mendel, should join him as well. And while Harav Menachem Mendel agreed to the move, he didn't travel there directly. As instructed by his grandfather in one of his nightly visions, so he first stopped off in Liozhna. Right, the, the town that the Alta Rebbe was born and raised in. And he spent some time there and in the other towns and villages that played an important uh, part in, the, in his grandfather's uh, growing up. Harav Menachem Mendel wrote in his diary that as he came closer and closer to Lubavish, the revelations that he received from the Alta Rebbe were getting to a higher and higher level. And he was hoping that when he reached to Lubavish, that these revelations would be even more higher. And in particular, there were certain questions that, that uh, came up in the final few days of his traveling that he couldn't wait to receive a revelation from his grandfather again. And as he had been instructed by the Alter Rebbe, his first stop in Lubavitch was the very spot that the base Medrash had once stood that the Alter Rebbe had learned when he was 11 years old. But as Harav Menachem Mendel settled in Lubavitch, something strange happened. His grandfather no longer revealed himself to him at all. And this bothered him so much that he felt that he felt like he went from the highest ruchniestika spot and he's going, you know, straight down, jumping off a cliff. And it was such a disappointment for him. And he's he's davening, he's he's crying, he's he's doing you know, learning better, he's trying to do anything he could to get a revelation from his grandfather. And he said, There must be some serious gazera going on that I there's a reason for, for why I can't see my grandfather anymore. And he searched his neshama, he did tshuva, but even this didn't help. And this pain was going on for several days. He was in so much pain that he couldn't see his grandfather. One day, and this is a famous story that the Alta Rebbe tells us in the first mimer, I'm sorry, that the Rebbe tells us in the first mimer that he said. This was the story that he said of Masilagani, that one day he got... In, in Basilagani, the Rebbe says all these stories that the Rebbe says about the Rabbeim having Avas Yisrael, he says it in, in a very, like, uh, bekitzer. But really, all these stories are very, I mean, at least some of them are very long stories. The Rebbe, the Rebbe just mentions it, like, in, in a two lines or three lines, and that's it. So one day, Harav Menachem Mendel was on his way to Daven Shachris, and he was approached by a merchant named Rapinchas. And after greeting him, Rapinchas asked him, could you lend me three rubles? Because that's going to allow me to buy merchandise in the marketplace and then I'll be able to sell it for a profit. 
And with the money I earn, I'm going to have money. I'm going to be able to buy stuff I need for Shabbos. And he said, sure, I'll help you. I, you know, I don't have that amount of money on me right now. But after davening, I'm going to go directly to my house. And, uh, and then you're going to have the money. And the merchant thanked him and they left. And then Avonach Mendel continues his, this, his way. He arrives at Shul. He puts the talus over his shoulders, preparing to daven. And as he was about to put on his talus, he shook his head. He said, what, what did I just do? I told the Pinchas to wait for the loan until I finished davening. By that time, the market's going to be empty. It could take me two hours. This, I, I, all the shoppers will have already bought everything. So who's going to want to buy something from him? Who's he going to sell stuff to? How's he going to earn money for Shabbos? He needs money right now. I have to tell him right now. I, I'm going to stop. I'm going to, I'm going to daven when that kid needs help. So with that thought, he right away removed his talus from his shoulder. He rushes home to get three rubles. And then he hurries to the crowded market and he searches until he found a Pinchas who was still looking for a loan. And he gave him the money. And the Pinchas was thrilled and he thanked him. And he went to buy the merchandise. And only then did Harav Menach Mendel return to Shul to begin his davening. Now as he washed his hands in preparation to daven, he was very uh, delightfully startled. And suddenly his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe, appeared to him with a shining face and took care of all his questions. Years later, when saying this story to his son, to the Rebbe Marash, that Semach Tzedek finished off, this is the reward for helping another Yid.